Hey, what's up? Thank you for tuning in to the Or Whatnot podcast, a super dope podcast that'll talk about any and everything or whatnot. I'm your host, Elle Breeze, and let's go ahead and get into this episode. Yo, what's up? Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode. This week, we are talking about money, 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 money. And I have had the opportunity to sit down with my brother, my friend, Ronnell Stewart. He is the owner of SLNJ Financial and Consulting LLC, which is a boutique consulting agency that provides the resources that you need to meet your personal, business, and financial goals. Ronnell is a tax specialist, an accountant, a financial coach, consultant, son, brother, uncle, and friend. Because that's what his Facebook say. Y'all, me and Ron had an amazing conversation about budgeting, about money, and it was so good, I broke it up into two parts. So this is part one of our conversation on budgeting and money, because we kind of talked about other stuff. And if you have a college student, yo, this is the episode for them. So get your college students, gather them around. We're going to talk about those college credit cards that they don't need. We're going to talk about stealing from the calf, even though we don't condone stealing because we're good Christian people. And we are going to talk about stewarding our money well. So if I don't know anything, I know that when we steward well, when we tithe, when we do what we're supposed to do, then God is literally going to show up and show up on our behalf. So if I can encourage you to do anything Listen to this episode, take notes, but not only that, get ready to change your life and your money habits. Even if you have great money habits now, you may listen to this and hear something that will make them even better. Y'all, we are literally breaking generational curses, that curse that rests over African Americans, and I'm not going to say all of us, but there's a curse that rests over us as it relates to money, and we are breaking this thing now because in the name of Jesus wealth will find us wealth will come to us and not only will it come for us we will work and we will do what we have to do to be wealthy there is so much money to be made even though there's a shortage on coins we ain't gonna talk about that (laughs) there's so much money to be made so much that you can do to break the generational curse to build generational wealth and we have to tap into that but before we can tap into it it's gonna start with us and what we have now so before we open the businesses before we um invest before we do all of that we have to be be sure that we can manage what we have now. So if you're working on a $500 budget, guess what? We got to put that budget to action so that you can start saving money. And that's on period. Ain't that what the kids say? <laughs> but anyway, I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Let's get into it. Ron, who are you? All right. Uh, like El said, my name is Ron. Um, I am the founder and CEO of SLNJ. Financial and Consulting LLC, which is a boutique consulting firm where we specialize in tax and accounting services, financial coaching, business and brand development, and advising. I'm an accountant by trade. Um, I work as an I work full time as an accountant for a government contractor, and I have been doing financial coaching for two years now. Okay. But I have been working in finance off and on for close to 10 years. 
All right, 10 years in finance, <laughs> government contractor. All right. <laughs> um, so today um, we're definitely wanting to talk a lot. We'll talk about budgeting. Um, so Ron is the budget expert. I mean, <laughs> I, 10 years in finance. I mean, I wouldn't say expert. I just know a lot. <laughs> expert. So Ron, I guess, why do we need to budget? What is the purpose of budgeting? That is a good question. The purpose of budgeting is to tell your money where to go. It, where is, to a go? Road, it is a roadmap <laughs> that tells your money where to go. That way you won't be spending money haphazardly and yes. impulsively. Yes. So by telling our money where to go, that means I make $500 a week mm-hmm. and I have to have on my budget $1 going here, 52 cent going here, 89 cent going here, right? No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. You you can be, (laughs) you want it to be detailed, but it doesn't have to be that detailed. Um, Mm -hmm. Typically on a budget, you have specified line items. The most common are, of course, your rent or your mortgage, um, Mm -hmm. utilities, car payment, insurance, um, just Mm -hmm. like your your monthly bills that you pay every month. And then mm-hmm. you can add in specific line items that you may not normally pay every month, such as like oil changes, birthdays, graduations, hair and nail. I call it personal care. I always tell people this all the time. My sister owns a nail salon, so I want people to go get their nails done. So mm-hmm. please budget in your please budget in your self care because that keeps her business afloat. Um, so uh, right. things like so things like that you want to budget in. So every. You just want to specifically tell your money where to go, and that way you have a plan. That way you just won't be out spending money, and then you'll be in the position where you've overspent, and then you have incurred late fees or overdraft charges, or mm-hmm. if you have your bills on auto pay, you're spending money, and then you forget this bill is coming out, and then it, it, it just causes a whole bunch of problems. So a budget will help aid in all of that. Budgets are not one size fits all. You can tailor them to your specific financial situation. Of course, don't beat yourself up if you don't get it right the first time, because that's mm-hmm. the good thing about budgets. You can adjust. Like mm-hmm. you can you can modify them to fit your situation at the time. Like let's say you get an increase. You could increase that, you can increase your budget to show the increase. Or if you you know, like now in COVID, people are losing income. So you can just adjust it to where to fit your financial situation to where you are and what season you're in. So with increase, let's just say we work on this $500 a week budget, and let's just say that it goes up to $600. Would you recommend we save $100 when we get the increase, or should we pay off debt? Like, what would your, like, when the increase comes, because I believe that everybody that's listening to this is going to have increase in 2020. Hallelujah. Will. I believe that as well. (laughs) I've I've actually seen it. (laughs) hey so what do you like but what do you suggest like what would your suggestion be okay it depends on where you are financially if Mm -hmm. you have if you can first of all let's start at the baseline you're working with a 500 dollars budget if you Mm -hmm. can sustain that 500 dollars budget that is amazing so the extra 100 dollars, you can use it to pay off extra debt or you can use Mm -hmm. it to start your savings fund or you can do both that is the Mm -hmm. great thing about budgets and overflow and increases that if you're responsible with it, mm-hmm. you will get more. I mean, I hate to say it like that, but that's kind of how this thing, it's kind of how it works. 
Yeah. God wants to see if we are good stewards of what he's blessed us with. So if you are a good steward of your 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 current situation, mm-hmm. when the increase comes, you'll already have the discipline and the consistency to know how to steward the increase well. So you want to be able, so if you know that you have a debt that you want to pay and that goes into financial goals. So if you mm-hmm. know that you have a financial goal to pay off a certain amount of debt in a certain amount of time, obviously you want to use that increase to pay that debt off. But if you are in a mm-hmm. place, glory to God, where you don't have any debt, then you can just use that money to invest. You can use that money to invest in your business, invest in yourself by taking classes or taking getting certifications, or you can just put it in the savings account and just save it for a rainy day. I would suggest that you first and foremost get you an emergency fund, which can start at $500, then go up to $1,000, then eventually go up to at least three to six months of your expenses. Because mm-hmm. so. from what I remember... <laughs> your but your emergency fund should be at least six three months at yes. least three months of at least your, three months of your expenses so if covid happened again You're you right. will have three months of your expenses so let's just say that we have this 500 hundred dollar budget and we're not able to work on that emergency fund like you know we don't want to rob peter to pay paul right and do you have any suggestions as to how to stack some money even when we don't have it like if it's oh, yeah. not in the budget oh yes i've been there what you want to do is that is that is where your budget okay it's one of two things that is where your budget comes in handy because mm-hmm. in order for you to know what you have coming in and what you have coming out you need to establish a budget so that mm-hmm. is what they would initially show you once you put all of your expenses on paper once you put out your income coming in on paper you will know where you stand financially Mm-hmm. If you know that you don't have enough to cover your month-to-month bills, then you need mm-hmm. to find areas where you can cut back. Mm-hmm. And if that's not possible, then I would suggest finding ways to increase, either increase your income, get a second job, or mm-hmm. so, get extra income. <laughs> I, and, and, in, and, in, and in this day and age, to be honest, we can't, especially in the times that we're living in now, mm-hmm. we can't afford to just be dependent on one form of income i mean that's just Mm -hmm. the reality that we're living in like our parents like my mom was on her job for 30 years 35 Mm -hmm. years over 30 years and Mm -hmm. then she was able to go to another company and stay there for another 15 years so she got Mm -hmm. a settlement i mean a a payout from her second job and she gets retirement from my first job now Mm -hmm. we're lucky we can stay on the job five years Because we're constantly, because that's not, that's just not the climate that we live in. We're not, mm-hmm. we're not fortunate enough to be on a job for 30 years because A, is not productive. B, mm-hmm. if we can't be promoted or see a, see a sign of promotion, we're going to leave to go somewhere where we can be promoted. Or mm-hmm. C, God will call us <laughs> off our job. Or D, talk about just, it. <laughs> we just say, forget it and I'm going somewhere else. And then let the yeah. chips fall where they may, which in my opinion is not the smartest thing to do. However, mm-hmm. I'm not opposed. Like, at first, I, and I've changed my speed on this. Like, I will always advocate that God will not call people out their jobs. Now I see my stance on that has changed. Mm-hmm. I believe that he will call you off your job, but he will not call you off your job without a plan. So and I, I will a, say this, though. He won't call you off your job without a plan, but your plan is not his plan. And that is one thing that, that we have to realize because I have a friend that moved to Huntsville on a word from God over a year ago and has not been able to find a job. But when I tell you her bills have been paid, her she ain't never went without food. 
Like the Lord has literally shown her over and over and over again that he's a provider. And I do believe that it is because she stewards her money well. Mm-hmm. You know, like even though she's not working, what she does bring in, I have seen her tithe on it. And so God is going to honor the tithe. God is going to honor, you know, her heart or whatever. But she worked on a strict budget too. You know, like. <laughs> exactly. So my, the, the thing is, even if it, it, the, a budget is not, people think that people with money are the ones who budget. That's why they have money. No, I didn't have a job for three mm. whole years. Mm. But I was working here and there. And mm-hmm. I, had, I still had a budget in place. Mm-hmm. Even even when there was nothing coming in, I still knew I was still aware of my uh, my debt obligation because at yeah. the time I was still paying Sally May. Sally May was not <laughs> going nowhere for nothing. She ain't going nowhere. Mm-mm. Unemployed, I was still getting phone calls. That is why my credit got jacked up. But that is a conversation for another day. However, redemption. <laughs> hey, hey. I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to say that. And that is what I teach. That is what I preach to my clients. That is what I say to anyone who I have the conversation with finances about. Your financial situation can change if you put the work into changing mm-hmm. it. And that starts with being aware of your finance. Being a, first of all, being aware of your financial situation. And mm-hmm. second of all, putting the systems in place where you will know what to do mm-hmm. to be a good steward of what God has blessed you with. Mm-hmm. So that starts so- with a budget. So I had to, like, okay, so my mom and dad, they went through Financial Peace University years ago. And so I remember doing the envelope method um, growing up. So if they gave us $10 for our allowance, I had to put, I had a tithe envelope, I had a savings envelope, I had a spending envelope. And I remember that growing up and my parents, um, like, my parents aren't well off. I didn't even know when we were struggling. I can see now when we were struggling, but it was like, they were, they have been so conscious of their money. So that generational wealth could be a thing. And I hate that it took me being 32 years old for me to say, dang, I got to get my finances back in order. I need to be able to live for me and do the stuff that I wanted to do. So when I made my budget, they say, give yourself three months to get yourself on a good budget. <laughs> give or take. Right. Give it three months. Lord have mercy. That first month of really just stacking my receipts and seeing what I spent money on, I didn't realize how much money I spent on food. And when you just go to the grocery store, like I just went to the grocery store. I knew exactly what I wanted. I knew exactly what was on my list. I got too much because <laughs> it was an impulse <laughs> buy. But I didn't have a list. Like I, it was like I had a list in my mind. I did not have a list on paper. And so when I went in there, I was like, oh, but this will be good. But this will be good. And it took out of my grocery budget. So now when like I, I do $50 per week per person in my house, I've got $100 a week for me and my son for groceries. And I consider groceries anything that you can buy at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. So my Tide, my um, dry sheets, my dish soap, like all of that is in my grocery budget. And luckily, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have to buy that as often, but mm-hmm. anything I can buy at the grocery store goes in my grocery budget. And now I just spent extra money out of my grocery budget. And I'm just like, dang, dang, what's going to happen? And so it's like one thing that I've learned about budgeting is like you have to stick with lists when you're shopping because you're always overspend. Yes. And if we don't stick with these lists, it's like 
I went in there to get one salad and some ground beef because I wanted a taco salad for dinner. Came out with three things of cheese, <laughs> you know, uh, two salads, you know. And so, yeah, I'll be able to eat that stuff, but it's like it completely contradicts the fact that I'm trying to save money in this season. You know, I get it. I'm, I'm moving to London. I need $15,000 in a year. Me overspending and going off of my budget is not going to help. And I don't think that we as a people realize or not even as a people, we as a generation, I don't think yeah. we really realize how much power our money has like over us. Like mm-hmm. we will go to the store and swipe, 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 not even thinking about what we might or might not have in the bank, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? And, and pray know. and pray in the line. Please let my car go through. <laughs> so how do we change the mindset of this generation? Like, cause we are a super swipe and not even just a super swipe. We are a super order. Like we'll hop on Amazon because we see something that we like and buy it when we probably didn't need to be buying it no way. I'm so, guilty of that. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> ouch. So I will, I will, I will say ouch. <laughs> I'm, I'm guilty of that. <laughs> so but how do um, we change that? The way to change that is to change our perception when it comes to our money. Because growing up, like, like you, my family, I grew up both working household, both had decent incomes. Mm-hmm. Um, like you, I didn't know when we were struggling, I was taught, like, I would ask my parents how much they made. They would tell me that's none of my business. Mm-hmm. Um, I found out how much my parents made when I was filling out my applications for college. For FAFSA. For FAFSA. <laughs> that is FASFA. what I found out. That is, FAFSA told it all. Because I was wondering why I wasn't able to get, like, the aid that my friends were getting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so what is going on? So I just took the time to dig into the paperwork and I was like, I was I was surprised at the amount of money that we that they made. I mean, mm-hmm. I said that we lived bad, but I thought we could have been living a whole lot better than mm-hmm. what we were doing because there were things that I would want. And my mom was like, "No, you're not getting." I'm like, "But you have money." <laughs> you my have parents money would tell for me this. Uh, my parents would tell me, well, "We don't have money for that." Like, right. I literally grew up. It's okay. This is my parents' budgeting, though. I I grew up, and we went to the Nike outlet store. If my parents were gonna buy me shoes, they we had thirty nine ninety nine for shoes. Period. If it was over thirty nine ninety nine, the rest of it had to come out of our pocket. So I never wore J's. I never wore. I guess I did wear them little soldieries, but you know, like the cool shoes, never had them because they were not in the budget. I was see in that instance, <laughs> I was blessed because I had an older sister who worked. So, well, my parents were not like, hey, I'm not going to do that. My sister's like, they can't go to school looking jacked up. So, I'm going to step in, and I'm going to buy you clothes, and I'm going to buy you shoes, and I'm going to get you together. So, I thank God for my sister, because... Now, look, we ain't look jacked now. We just had a... But then again, I used to cut grass. So, I've always, like, in the middle, like, I would say, probably elementary school... I got shoes, of course, going mm-hmm. back to school, uh, Christmas, mm-hmm. birthday, and summer shoes. I probably got shoes four times a year. Mm-hmm. I didn't get shoes, like, every week. Mm-mm. Like, that wasn't... You, I don't you know that lifestyle. <laughs> You're going to get these one good pair of shoes, uh-huh. maybe two, You because she's giving me a, a casual pair of shoes and a pair of tennis shoes. Mm-hmm. So you had, you know, you can wear those, but you, once you if, you, if you scuffed up your tennis shoes, that was it. You weren't getting mm-hmm. no more until either your birthday or Christmas. Mm-hmm. Christmas, we always got new shoes for the spring semester. And you, <laughs> yeah. and, you may, and you may get lucky to get, you may get one or two because grandma may slide in and get you some money. And you, mm-hmm. you know, you can, you can work it when it comes to your Christmas shoes. 
Yeah. But um, yeah, my my money my yeah my money situation started kind of like similar to yours. My um, my mother is the money manager of mm-hmm. of their home, so she was like the budget. Like she would she was the one that would balance her checkbook and. Mm-hmm. She knew how much they had, pay the bills and all that stuff. And um, so I kind of learned some of the stuff from her. And then mm-hmm. I kind of learned what not to do from my older mm-hmm. sister, because my older sister is 10 years older than me. So okay. a lot of a lot of the even though I still made some similar mistakes, I didn't mm-hmm. make a lot of the same mistakes that she made because I yeah. saw how it how it how, how it hurt her in the long run. Mm-hmm. So my my thing to change the perception about money is, is change your perception about your money. Your money is is a weapon. Like I, I I say this all the time. Your money is a weapon. Um, and God trusts you with your money mm-hmm. because otherwise He would not have given you the resources, the tools, the strategies, the instructions that He has given you with your money. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, we have to realize that our money is not ours. Mm-hmm. Even though we work for it, at the end of the day, it, if you are a believer, a tithing mm-hmm. believer, you know that our money is not ours. Tithing That's, believer, uh-huh. It's because it's a difference. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a difference. Mm-hmm. And um, I know, you know, some people say what they want to about tithing. I, I tithe mm-hmm. every two weeks mm-hmm. before I do anything. <laughs> Tomorrow when yeah. I get paid, my tithes will come out. And I have mm-hmm. it set up. Selling may will come out the next day. I won't do anything with my money until I pay my tithes mm-hmm. first, because that yeah. shows where my heart is, and that shows how mm-hmm. I want God to be in my money. And I am that is my way of inviting Him in my money. So that's number one. Our money is not ours. Mm-hmm. If you're a tithing believer, even if you're not a believer, your money is still not yours. You just you just haven't come to the realization of the fact that you need to be tithing. <laughs> so this is my so you, to you. So this so is my just gonna preach tithe. <laughs> Tied to your local assembly, and, and and I just want to I just want to pin in this. I know we ain't talking about this, but I just want to put a pin in this. The church don't need your money. Let's just let me just say that because yeah. a lot of people say I'm not giving that church my money. They don't need my money. You right? They don't. Mm-hmm. Tithing is about obedience, and mm-hmm. it's a form of worship. So and and plus, if you gonna give your money in an evil manner, then you can keep it. Yeah. So that's Chad. number one. <laughs> so that's number so that's number one. It that is not mm-hmm. ours. Number two is that money dealing with your money, you you are going to have to have discipline as with any other area of your life. You are going to have to have discipline. Mm-hmm. Gone are the days where we can just spend money haphazardly. What you do, and this is what I tell my the college students that I talk to, what you do at this point in your life will have long-term lasting effects. So the mm-hmm. decisions that you make and the choices that you make can either positively affect you or negatively mm-hmm. affect you. So when mm-hmm. you get these credit card bills, I mean, these credit card offers, offers, uh-huh. tear them up. So you're not an advocate for credit cards. I am an advocate for credit cards if they're used responsibly and if you can afford to pay them. Okay. If you are a broke college student who does not have any income coming in, you don't need a credit card. And, your, and, and sidebar, refund checks are not income. <laughs> I just want to put that out there too. I just want to put that out there for the college students who may be watching. Refund checks are not income. Uh-huh. Just want to say that. Got and it. Also, um, <laughs> another thing because this this all goes into 
the discipline of it all, even when you mm-hmm. apply to college. Like this, this is one of the mistakes I made. And my thing is, when you learn and you do better, you have to, you have a responsibility to pass on the knowledge Teach that you others, have been given. Yeah. So I tell students who, if you, because I know everybody's not fortunate enough to have a college, a college fund, mm-hmm. um, able to receive Pell grants, work study. If you are, God mm-hmm. bless you. Praise some people, Lord. some people's only option if they want to better themselves are to get a financial bun- bundle. Like when I went mm-hmm. back to school, I got Pell grants and loans. Mm-hmm. Amen. It, it, mm-hmm. And you know that that was the, that was a decision that I made so that I mm-hmm. could better myself. Mm-hmm. However, the caveat to that is. I was not responsible when it when it came for me came to me getting those funds for my education. Mm-hmm. They would say, "Oh, just get the maximum amount." No, ma'am, no sir. Get what you need, and that's get, it. And that get enough to cover your if you have to cover your tuition, if you oh have room and board and your books. Get because mm-hmm. you want to get enough to cover at least your basic necessities. If you mm-hmm. live on campus, nine times out of ten, you're gonna have a meal plan. It's already mm-hmm. in your tuition, so you, have, you can just. I'm not an advocate for stealing, but you can just take some. You're paying for it, so it's yours. So you can take a little something at the at the cafeteria. I mean, they may not let you, but you know, take your book bag and you know, be innovative. <laughs> but get what you need. Don't be enticed by your classmates. <laughs> don't be, <laughs> be innovative. <laughs> be innovative. Listen. These folks don't, might go to a PWI and they don't have a lunchroom like we had one at the HBCU. Oh, well, if you go, well, if you go to a PWI, then you have more than likely have dollars on a card. On a card that can be included. Well, no, because some HBCUs have that now. But I know, let's 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 say for instance at Alabama. My nephew, we went to go visit Alabama, and mm-hmm. I was in shock with all the stuff like Alabama had. Like they have like a whole <laughs> full fledged Starbucks franchise on the campus. They have hmm. like. 10,000 restaurants. Like, every every side of campus got a cafeteria. Hmm. So, get, there's no reason why you should be getting extra money to get food and to stunt on your friends. So, mm-hmm. I know you're going to have, because you're going to have your friends be like, well, girl, my refund check was $6,000. Well, mine was $3,000. No, you don't need no refund check for $3,000 because you got to pay all that back. Mm-hmm. So, I said, yeah. I to say, discipline mm-hmm. because those mistakes those those um choices that you make you are going to have to pay for them like mm-hmm. their money adds up like if you think about it their money adds up like this if mm-hmm. you get six thousand dollars a semester that's twelve thousand dollars a year you times mm-hmm. that by four years that's forty eight thousand dollars before you mm-hmm. even step out of college before you even get a degree yeah and exit counseling is real and them six mm-hmm. months payments are real when they they say, are. When they say when you walk across their stage and you have six months grace period, trust and believe when they, you're going to get six an email. Months. you get an email month five. Mm-hmm. Your payments mm-hmm. are currently this much. And this is how you can pay them. And this is how you're going to pay and them. And if you don't pay them at six months and a day, hi, this is Allison for Navient. <laughs> Listen to me or Great Lakes. Honey. Thank God, thank, thank God Great Lakes is not calling me. But you have to realize that to go back to the original question, because mm-hmm. I just want to get I just want to get it all out there because I know people are gonna be like, well, because people like to challenge you with their finances and well, I can do this. Mm-hmm. No, you can't. Like, no, mm-hmm. you cannot do that. So realize that the money is not yours; it is God's. Mm-hmm. He He just allows you to steward it. Mm-hmm. Be disciplined in your finances, and then just change mm-hmm. your mentality when it comes to your finances. Like, be a good steward 
of what mm-hmm. he has given you. Like, we can't just, like, I, and I say this all the time, and I'm not saying stuff that I don't know or haven't done. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want people to believe that I am like, oh, you got it all together. No, I'm still getting it together. Like yeah. that's the that's the good thing about the financial in the, the financial literacy or personal finance or financial freedom journey. It is ever you are ever evolving when you know mm-hmm. better and when you learn something new to implement it here finances, then it will it'll take you to another level and you have another level of discipline and then you can pour back into someone coming behind you and mm-hmm. let them know, hey, this one works for me. It may mm-hmm. not work for you. But I'm just yeah. going to give you the tools and the resources so that you can have the opportunity to at least try. And I think that's mm-hmm. part of the problem that we don't even try. We give up before we even start. Mm-hmm. Because it's hard. It doesn't feel good. It's not comfortable. Your finances yeah. is not going to be comfortable. Right. It's, it's just not going to be comfortable. Like, it's a scab right. and it's a wound that you are just going to have to pull back and deal with. And, and you have to dig into it. And so one thing that I will say... Um, about the whole budgeting process is get organized and so if like I was not a pro and I'm still not a pro at Excel but I learned exactly what I needed my Mm -hmm. budget to look like I made it pink and baby blue and gray and I've color coded it the way that I needed it to and it's that organization that has really helped me on my budgeting journey Mm -hmm. I got a little notebook and I, when my bills come, I put my bills in there, my bank statements in there. Um, I am about to try, Lord help me, Jesus. I was going to try this a while ago, but I just ain't got that yet. But I'm really going to try to like freeze my debit card and work on a cash system. Oh my. Um, because I, I have, I, I mean, swipe or no swiping. Like I need somebody, <clears throat> I need Dora, swipe or no swiping. Because I will swipe. And it's like, even though I'm budgeting, you know, it's still, I'm still not perfect. And I, I don't want anyone to ever think that when you begin your budgeting journey that you have to be perfect because perfection, right. there's only one person in this whole entire universe that was perfect. And that is Jesus Christ himself. Listen well, to I me. guess Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But you know, anyway, there's only one being that was perfect. And so we, we don't, like we should strive for perfection, mm-hmm. but we'll never get there. And so don't beat yourself up that, you're not perfect in your budgeting. You're not perfect in your money because at the end of the right. day, it's still a journey. But when you begin to steward that thing well, you're going to begin to get the increase that you need. Mm-hmm. And you'll begin to see the increase even where you are now. Even if you mm-hmm. don't get a raise, your budget is going to find money for you. Yes, it will. Your budget will find money for you. If you say that you only go, if you, if you know you like shopping, you know you like makeup, you know you like, shoes you got to put those things in your budget like when i say your budget has to be specific for you don't get caught up in oh well my mama's budget was like this homegirl's Mm -hmm. budget's like this make your budget your own based on your taylor make it taylor make it it's like like i said i went through and got all of my receipts for a month everything that i spent i ate so much fast food i'm like dang i'm surprised my my arteries ain't clogged up you know, but I didn't realize how much fast food I really ate until I made the budget. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You know, I didn't realize that, you know, I'm going down to this. We got this restaurant down the street from my office called Supper Heroes. I pay $8 for a salad there. Oh, you like Supper Heroes? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Fried <laughs> tomatoes. Yes, God. <clears throat> and, and mind you, their Supper Heroes is reasonable. Like, their prices mm-hmm. are reasonable. But $8 for a salad. I, for $8, I can go to Publix, where shopping is a pleasure, and I can get lettuce, tomato, 
some egg, some, egg, some, uh, <laughs> some ham and turkey, whatever the case may be, I can make that for that $8 and have it for more than one day. And mm-hmm. so that like, we have to realize that the things that we, that we do eat, like our habits, literally we, we will find money because now I'm not spending $16 for two salads. I'm spending $8 for two salads. That just saved me $8. Put $8 right. in your savings account. Bam, that's eight more dollars than you had, and you eight dollars closer to your emergency fund. And I'm so glad you said that. You touched on a very, very good point. This is what <laughs> I tell my clients. This is the first, this is actually, and that's actually, I'm glad that you said that you pulled it for a month. I actually have my clients pull the first three months of their mm-hmm. and go through and highlight when they ate out, any, they mm-hmm. were, then uh, the times they ate out, ate out, any impulse charges that they may have uh, spent, like Starbucks. Dairy Queen, um, Dairy Queen, like um, <laughs> Amazon, just, just anything that is not out of the ordinary, anything out of the ordinary that you normally would not spend your money on. And mm-hmm. when I tell you the next time that we meet, and I can tell, and I can tell when they've done it, because mm-hmm. it's like I feel like it's deliverance. I feel like mm-hmm. they, just, they just come, they just feel so condemned. <laughs> and I'm like, first of all, first of all, I'm not going to shame you or condemn you. Mm-hmm. That that is not what we do here. Like yeah. I did, and, and they always, and they always like. And everybody has the same rush, like, dang, I just did not know. Exactly. That is why I told you to do this, so you can bring mm-hmm. awareness to your spending habits. That way you can see if you spend money impulsively, impulsively. Mm-hmm. if you spend money emotionally, if you mm-hmm. spend, if you have a habit for coffee, if mm-hmm. you have a habit for makeup, like people have the strangest things that they spend money mm-hmm. on. And my thing is that I, I'm not one of the proponents that tell you don't spend money. I'm, that's just mm-hmm. not how I operate because we're mm-hmm. here. You have mm-hmm. something that said, we're just going to do a spinning for you. Don't spend no money. Glory to God. Have mercy. Thank that you. That ain't my ministry. <laughs> but that's, that's not how I operate because mm-hmm. what you do for a month, yeah, it can affect change for like a couple of months down the line. But how mm-hmm. else are you going to learn the discipline of it? How are you going to right. learn restraint? If, yeah. you put yourself, if you put yourself on the spinning freeze for a month, what is that going to do the next month when you come off the spinning freeze? You're going to buy everything that you wanted to buy the month before. I went on the spinning freeze, so I think I deserve to get me something. No, ma'am, no, sir, it doesn't work that way. So what you do is, you put though if you know that you have, and I tell people that, and they laugh at me when I, tell, when I say this, but it is the God honest truth. If you know, this is for women, if you know that you like getting your hair done, if you like getting your nails done, if you like buying makeup, put that in your budget. Budget, yes. And like, if you're, and if you get married, like me, I'm pretty reasonable. I think I'm a pretty reasonable guy. So I know if my if I know going in that me and you know that my future wife likes plug wigs. yourself, sir. Plug yourself. <laughs> if, she, <laughs> if she likes wigs and makeup and nails, then first of all, my sister owns a nail shop. Mm-hmm. Even though it's in Cincinnati, Ohio, plug Crumbledale Lounge. Um, even though she owns a nail salon, mm-hmm. I know people like I. I want you to look good. Like I don't want you mm-hmm. to deprive yourself because I don't want you because that that will lead to sneaking and just doing stuff behind. Mm-hmm. I, and that's just a whole other whole yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. So my thing is this: sit down, let's come to an understanding. Like I got to be, I like to go get my beard trimmed at the, at the barbershop. That's twenty dollars. I mean, come on. I have no problem putting money in, giving you money, or you putting your money if you have money, because women are enterprising and they make more money than the men these days. Come if on. you want to spend, if you want to spend your money, budget that thing out, but don't go mm-hmm. broke buying no hair, and you know you can't afford it. I mean, you, at, at the same time, get what you want, 
but at the same time, use wisdom and res be responsible. If you know you have, if let's say, okay, let me rewind. We're married. We have a goal. We know that we want to build a house, and we know that we need mm -hmm. to have a certain down payment to get said house built. And we mm -hmm. both come to agreement and like, okay, we're going to have we we both going to join because our finances are already joined together mm -hmm. anyway. So we're going to come together and make the decision. Hey, we're going to have this much saved by this amount of time, so we can have the house mm -hmm. built by this amount of time mm -hmm. timeline. So that's our goal. Our goal is to build a home. So we're all on the same page. Mm -hmm. When we establish the goal, that is not the time for us to be spending <laughs> how we want to spend. Baby, because that's when you one, get on that ramen noodle diet. Because number one, that's going to breed that's going to breed a whole nother plethora of issues. Because mm -hmm. we both sat down and we have agreed upon this budget. We have yeah. agreed upon this goal. So mm -hmm. if you know that you have a wig fetish, if you know you want you to buy you a unit every two months. Mm -mm. put that joker in your budget. That way we can mm -hmm. account for all of our wants and all of our needs. That way mm -hmm. neither one of us feel that we are going without. Gotcha. And, and, then that, and, and just, because you, uh, just because you have a want don't mean you can want it every month. Mm -hmm. Because your needs and your wants are two totally different things. My mama used to say, you old enough for your wants not to hurt you. Like, you can want something all day, but if it is not good for you, exactly. so well. And sometimes, oh, and, then, and in that season, and in that season, if you got this, though, you may have to wear your natural. You may have to get you some what you call them things, some twist outs. Oh, I know plenty <laughs> of hairdressers. Plenty, I know 10. but then you, I know ten. I'm talking about you. Got to put that in the budget. Yeah, but, that, but and I, natural hair ain't cheap. No, but you know, mm -hmm. you, she you, gonna have to learn how to do it. Make it work. <laughs> make it but, work. I that's pay, what's like, we, we can cut corners. I make you pay. I pay for it. You know, like, we, we ain't gonna be like that. We ain't gonna be working around here looking like bum. But <laughs> <laughs> we go. We gonna get that gold though. <laughs> yeah, and I and I think that's that's. All right, guys. This has been another episode of the Or Whatnot podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Go ahead and subscribe if you haven't done so already, and follow us on social media by searching Or Whatnot podcast. Can't wait to see you here next week.